What's going on, guys? It's your boy Jordan Richards back for another episode of the Real Life Podcast. I know it's been a minute, so I wanted to tap in with you guys again because, you know, there's just a lot been going on and a lot of things that have been kind of outside of our control lately. Um, but it's our job to make sure we stay level headed, weather the storm, no matter what's coming our way. I know that you guys can do it. Um, I know for me personally, it hasn't been too hard. I've been um, just, you know, managing my finances, uh, trying to put out content. And I, again, you know, I neglected the podcast a little bit. Um, I try to get these out on Mondays. I try to do them on Mondays. And when I don't, it kind of discourages me a little bit and, and I move on to kind of the next thing. And so that's why I'm up. It's, you know, a little after 6 a.m. I'm here for you. I'm here to record a podcast um, just to kind of give you guys an update, remind you of why I did this in the first place. And a lot of it is just to, you know, voice my frustrations, voice my displeasures, talk about my successes, the things I did really well. And there's a lot of things that, you know, I've just been, like I've mentioned before, I've been a little bit stagnant in a lot of ways, and I've been trying to find ways to re-express my creativity and rejuvenate my, you know, reason why I wanted to create content, why I wanted to get into content creation. But it is hard sometimes, you know, it's not always easy to be able to sit down and know exactly what you want to do but generally when you just think about it it just takes time you know and I and I put out a tweet not too long ago talking about not rushing that process and understanding that you're not always going to have good ideas but at least for me um, I've been just consuming my time with other things like I've been diving into the world of crypto and NBA top shot and just kind of learning new things that I just knew nothing about before that I've never really dove into the crypto game or anything like that and when you see something like this really taking over um, in a lot of ways and becoming more quote unquote mainstream, it's important to me to at least educate myself about it a little bit. Um, I'm not going to claim to be an expert. I'm not going to try to be an expert, but in some ways I'm going to at least try to ingratiate myself in that product to try and understand it better. And then if ever the time comes where I do want to make a move on that, then maybe I will because I at least took the time to learn it, to understand it, and to understand where that opportunity may arise from. You know, this podcast isn't so much about that. It's about, you know, the things that I've been going through and uh, just kind of give me an opportunity to share with you guys. And for a lot of it's been really good. Like one thing that I talked about in a previous episode was networking. And for me, especially just trying to be in content creation, trying to be in uh, the fantasy space, wherever you want to consider me as my mainstream. Um, I've been on Clubhouse a lot. And so I don't know if you guys have heard about Clubhouse. Clubhouse is a really, really cool platform. A lot of it really just comes down to wanting to be vocal with people you may know, people you may not know, and just have a conversation. Like the best way to describe it is just like you walking into a room and sitting down, and you can either choose to talk or not talk. You can be invited to speak. Um, you can host your own meeting, um, conference. I like I honestly compare it to kind of like a conference or you know a press meeting or whatever because you have your main speakers that are up at the podium. You can be invited up to speak to ask a question, kind of like raise. And again, you just raise your hand. They can invite you to speak, whatever. Um, it's just a very open, free flowing platform. And, and one that I think, while it's still very new to a lot of people, um, there's going to be people who can really find success on it because they're, you know, the first adoptees and you really learn and grow with the platform. And I just believe there's a lot of opportunity there. And I think that people should be looking into it more and wanting to take advantage because. There's always going to be new platforms. There's always going to be new ways to get your voice out there. And I think Clubhouse is a great one. I think it's a great way to interact with people, people you know, people you don't know. 
Um, like even for me, I have 3000 followers on Twitter, but you know, you go on clubhouse and that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what industry you're in. doesn't matter what industry you are, you're from. You can always find people who maybe want to talk about the same things as you. There's a channel that I joined, you know, just to listen in on a little bit. It's literally a videography 24 seven people just like talking, shooting the shit about videography and some of the jobs they've done and where they live and some of the things they struggle with. Like, it's just cool. It's kind of like, it's kind of like everything you need. It, you could, it could be your therapy session. It could be you just venting your feelings to strangers and maybe them, them giving you some advice or, you know, them talking to you. And I think for people who maybe struggle with some of these things, anxiety, pressures, all these different types of things that afflict people daily, it can be a great way just to vent. Um, but again, you have to be willing to be vulnerable. And I think that's the hardest part for a lot of people is they feel timid. They feel like they don't have a voice. They feel like they can't speak. Um, and I've told a lot of people that whether you want to be in content creation or not, you really do need to find your voice. Um, finding your voice is one of the hardest things for some people to do. And I don't mean it to say like you're going to be an outgoing, outspoken person. But even for me, I used to be really quiet, reserved, um, fly on the wall type. And I still kind of am. But I think slowly, uh, for me, at least personally, I'm starting to find ways to inject my personality into a conversation and it's not it hasn't been easy for me to do and so I think this is really important and I think Clubhouse is a great way to expand on that skill set um, because it's not as public you're not in front of people it's just very passive and chill and so it's easy for you to just like hop in and be like hey uh, I want to ask you this question I'm listening in the conversation and then for all you know you could be in the conversation for as long as it lasts and continue it and, and build your voice further and what that'll do is it can help build you a following, help you be introduced to new people. Like even for me, I'm getting introduced to people on Clubhouse for the first time. I never heard of them before. Maybe they never heard of me before. But then, you know, if they go, they want to follow my work. There's a link in my bio to my Twitter, to my Instagram, and they can check out my stuff. And I think that's a great way to build connections, not just for you, for yourself, for your own work, but also to meet new people as well. You never know who you might come across. and you may find some really, really cool people that are doing some dope things that you potentially want to work with, right? And I think it's just a really cool platform that most people haven't taken advantage of yet. I think it's still so new that there isn't a pressure to have like a super big following to get recognized. Like it doesn't matter who you are, you can just hop in there. And I just think it's going to be a great networking tool, whether it's mentorship, whether it's networking, whether it's affirmations, whether it's, you know, even just delivering the news. I think it's just a really cool personal touch to radio or public speaking or whatever. Um, unfortunately, it's only iOS only on uh, iPhones, but I'm expecting it to come to Android fairly soon because it's just been a super fast growing platform. Um, like I said, I haven't been using it for that long, but in the little time I have used it, I've been definitely intrigued by everything that's going on. And um, especially in, in the fantasy community, the way it's being used because people are hosting daily clubs, you know, daily things of how to make it about different topics in the fantasy space. And you're seeing people from, you know, 40,000 followers all the way down to 10 followers in the same rooms talking, basically having opportunities that these people never would have in these other platforms, whether it's on Twitter, whether it's trying to get them on their podcast. It's just a very new way to reach a much easier audience in a lot of ways. And so that's kind of why I've been so intrigued by it and I've uh, been trying to hop in as many as I can because it's fun too. Like I love just talking to people and just chilling and I think it just works really well. And it's just so new that there's 
no reason to not give it a try, to not try and learn. And so that's where kind of like my head's at right now. And I always talk about even like TikTok. TikTok is so big, um, but I feel like if you're a content creator, you almost have to be on there because there's just so much more exposure than there is on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, even on YouTube. Um, it's a lot easier to get people to see your work. Uh, you can do a lot cooler stuff on there. And because it's just so big, so vastly growing, um, you can get, garner an audience pretty quickly if your stuff's really good. And you see this a lot. You see this from, you know, kids that are 15, 16, 17 years old, and they got millions of followers. And those kids, if they actually leverage that following, those kids are set for life. Like they could sell merch, they could sell t-shirts, they could turn that into an Instagram following, into a YouTube following. And all that can pay off like literally for your entire life if you just do it the right way. And so from that standpoint, like I'm just very intrigued by a lot of different things right now. I've just been diving into a, a lot of different types of content and um, kind of diversifying the things I'm doing. Uh, like for my own content, I put out a YouTube series on camera basics. So it was aperture, ISO, and shutter speed. Kind of just like the key three main things you need to know about cameras if you're going to take photos, um, especially. And then shooting video is more what I geared it towards. And I heard a lot of good reception from it. You know, people were DMing me, asking me questions even further about the videos and uh, just letting me know they checked it out, which is really cool. Um, because, you know, like I'm in the fantasy space and a lot of people just don't understand video very well. And so I've been kind of tasked myself to be the guy to help everyone else elevate their game in that respect. Um, and I've had a lot of good feedback about it. And I think I'm going to do more stuff like I probably want to do a clubhouse about YouTube and about video because there's so much that people just don't know that really, for me, wasn't that hard to learn. Um, and I think I can inspire someone else to try and do some great things whether it's in the fantasy space or just in their own content. Like I'm not in it just for fantasy. Um, I'm helping build my own brand in Destination Devi with Ray. And, you know, beyond that, it's, it's about then building up my own brand as a content creator. And I think that's kind of where things lie and where I wanted to take this show because I kind of went viral not too long ago. And I wanted to talk about it because it wasn't a big deal to me in the moment. Um, but the more I look back on it, it kind of was cooler and cooler the more I thought about it. And I think it stems to a larger point and why I want to touch on it. So probably about a week ago, or actually, sorry, let's start maybe two weeks ago where I was, you know, thinking about baseball, spring training. Um, baseball's something I've been into for many years now, probably like 10 years or so. Um, wasn't big into it early on, but played as a kid and then kind of through my best friend Alex, started to get into it more and more. And, you know, baseball season was coming around, spring training. That always gets me a little bit excited, uh, even though I'm a Red Sox fan and they're terrible. But I was like, you know, I made uh, a hype video for football. I made one for the NBA. That was pretty cool. And I was like, why don't I do one for baseball? Like, that would be kind of interesting. And so I went through the process of gathering clips, uh, which was, let me tell you, man, if you want to talk about terrible content creators, um, not from the individuals, but from the actual teams themselves, they are just garbage. Like there's maybe three or four teams that actually have good social media, good marketing people, people who actually know what the fuck they're doing with video. Um, otherwise, it's like literally hot trash. And, and so honestly, if there's one area I would want to make my mark, it'd be baseball. Because again, there's just like such a void there whether it's from the institutional side, from Major League Baseball and their clubs, or even talk about the content creator side. 
The content creators are minimal uh, at best. A lot of the content, for whatever reason, just like isn't available. Whether I'm looking for sound bites, whether I'm looking for footage to use to as just like non-broadcast footage. Because the problem when you do stuff like that, if you use broadcast footage, sometimes it gets flagged, whether it's on YouTube and even on Twitter. So you try to find stuff that's just kind of off camera, maybe from an iPhone. Maybe it's uh, shot actually on a good camera, which is what I look for, like really good footage, maybe some slow motion, whatever. Um, that you can really use, but most clubs just don't take it. You see some, you know, phone footage, which is fine, but a lot of it is just garbage filler. Oh, like, here's this guy. Tell me your favorite food. Like, I don't give a flying fuck about that. I want a sweet, like, B-roll sequence of a pitcher or a hitter doing something cool, fielding grounders, whatever. Um, Something that you can just use that looks really good. And again, these teams just don't have it. And then when you talk about trying to find sound bites about news or whatever, there's only like one really, really cool guy. His name's Fuzzy. Um, he's he's pretty dope. Like he does a good job. I think he's got 200,000 plus subscribers on YouTube. But everyone else is is small, like really small. And I don't think anyone else that does baseball content is even above 50,000 subscribers. And I believe Fuzzy also does a lot of stuff um, in regards to like the video game side as well. He plays MLB The Show. And so that I'm sure helped him garner a larger audience. But, you know, I'm pretty sure he was in the show. I'm pretty sure he interviewed Bryce Harper, um, you know, Trevor Bauer. He's like a big Indians fan. So he's been to Indian games, met Francisco Lindor, all that stuff, which is really cool. Um, but again, he's the only guy like you talk about football content where, yeah, there's a much larger audience, at least in America. You see people with millions of subscribers, that hundreds of thousands of subscribers talking about football each and every day, like tons of guys. When you talk about baseball, there's like hardly any which is just, it was just weird to me. So when I'm looking for all this content, trying to gather pieces for my videos, sound bites especially, bro, that was like nearly impossible. But then, you know, I start putting it together. I'm like, okay, I got like 12, 13 teams. I picked some good sound bites, already knew the music I wanted to use because I found that a few days before. And I kind of just threw it together haphazardly. I, I mean, I know what I'm doing. I know how to edit video decently well, time out the edit, make sure everything is queued up nicely. It's the way I want it. Um, but it didn't feel complete to me. It didn't feel like something I really wanted to put out just because I wanted to be like a hype video for baseball. I didn't want to feature only 12 teams. It just didn't sit right with me. But when I finally put it together, I was like, you know what? That's actually pretty cool. Like I pulled some really good sound bites in my opinion. Um, and one of the comments actually I got back was that I helped drive the narratives in baseball, talking about the White Sox, um, talking about Mike Trout, talking about Fernando Tatis, like the next big baseball superstar. Um, something that baseball just does really, really poorly. They're so bad at marketing their brand. Um, and because I like baseball enough, I really do wish there was a way that I could somehow be hired to do that. Uh, and I, while I think a lot of people could do a good job, I just don't think that the desire is there for most people. But again, so I put together my video, it was about 50 seconds. And it was like, I want to say it was like 12:30 a.m. Eastern time and I'm just like ah whatever like now is not the best time to post but I'll throw it up on Twitter like who cares and I believe my caption was something like I told myself I would get more into baseball this year but they suck at marketing so I'm going to do it myself um and probably I don't know like it's 5 or 6 days later and I want to say the video has 15,000 views like 350 plus likes, 100 retweets, like 70 comments, and I think well over 100,000, 150,000 interactions um, or impressions. Easily my biggest, like most viral tweet ever. And it kind of made me think, I'm like, 
but it, it why is that the case like where did i just hit the jackpot in terms of content and one of the most like one of the biggest comments was i'm not even into baseball but this got me like really hyped like this is a really cool video it got me excited i'm like oh damn so like obviously i did something right people who don't even really like baseball that much are watching it um cuz again you know a lot of my audience is either creatives or it's football driven and the reason why I wanted to mention that guy Fuzzy is because I actually tagged him in the video and he was like, yo, bro, this is dope, which I thought was really cool. You know, like it's not every day you have just like a YouTuber who has 200,000 subscribers be like, yo, man, your video is dope. Um, and he actually followed me on Twitter, too, which is pretty cool. Uh, and he only but I mean, he only has like 30,000 followers on Twitter, but it's still cool, you know, and I, and I appreciate stuff like that. I appreciate him, you know, taking the time to recognize it and uh, and to tell me it was dope. Um, you don't you don't have that every day. And it almost makes me want to reach out to him now and be like, yo, can I get like an exclusive soundbite for the next video? I think that'd be really cool because then, you know, you do the cross promo and all that stuff and get and try and hit a, a, a wider audience. But yeah, I think it's just really cool to see how that happened. And, and the more I think about it, the more I talk about it, I look at why people aren't succeeding. Right. And a lot of times it's because they're not trying to do something different. And that's where this whole thing of well, I just kind of randomly went viral is all about. I primarily try to make content about photos, videos, cameras, gear, whatever. Um, that's just like what I want to do. But when I made a content about baseball, all of a sudden it blew up, which is kind of weird. Um, it's hard to explain, but I think it speaks to the greater point of there's just a void, like I mentioned off the top, there's just a void of content for baseball. It just doesn't exist, basically. And while I don't think my content's anything special, I think it was a good video. Um, again, it was incomplete in my, in my terms, but no one knew that. I, I opened and closed it really well. But, you know, it's just there's, there's a serious void of content in baseball. And I think even though I have a football audience, they were still, they were still enjoying it. They, if they saw it on their timelines, they would have enjoyed it, whether it was from me, whether it's from someone else. Um, I think because it was from me, some people were like into it because they know I'm into video. And so they want to check out some of the, my video work. And but it was just interesting, you know, and I think it speaks to the greater point of you don't always have to try and be someone that is good at something that is already oversaturated. Like we talk about fantasy football. There's a lot of people who do it. Um, you don't have to do that. But that's where people want to make their mark. They say, oh, I know football. I can talk about football. But then they do a podcast for three or four years and they don't really get anywhere. Um, there's so many industries that haven't been tapped into yet. And I think baseball is probably one of the biggest. Um, it's a bit of a dying sport, but it's still a massive revenue driver. There's still teams that have $500 million salary caps. So I don't think the sport is actually going anywhere. Right. So I think from that standpoint, when you really think about it, they they seriously need to do a better job marketing because. They could be pretty big, like they have a massive audience. They're still really good when it comes to the Caribbean. Um, obviously, they're big in the DR, Venezuela, um, and Puerto Rico, all these various Latin countries where they play a lot of baseball, and yet they can't garner an American audience. And yeah, I know they they do have the NFL and the NBA and even the NHL to compete with, but they're the only sport that plays during the summer. So there's really no excuses. Um, you don't see other sports infringing on their territory. It's kind of just, you know, baseball is in the summer and that's it. You know, there's soccer, there's other things, but in North America, especially, it's all dominated by baseball. And so I think it's important to ask the question, like, how does someone that doesn't even really know much about baseball, 
doesn't really watch a whole lot of baseball, but I, I like baseball. I don't watch a lot. Like just blow up a video just kind of like that. And I think, again, it speaks to the greater point of there's just a void in content. And so if you want to be a content creator, if you want to be someone who can influence people, I think it's important to do two things. You know, you look at what you do well, like for me, it's video and, and where is there these voids in the space? And they're not going to be easy to find. And even for me, I kind of just stumbled upon it with a random fleeting idea. Um, but I think that what I would say is that idea didn't come out of nowhere, but I at least took the time to pursue it. You know, we have a lot of ideas and I always talk about writing down tons of ideas and things that I want to do. And it's not like I'm always able to do all of them, but I want to at least try and attempt them. And doing something like this where I do go viral kind of randomly, it makes me want to do stuff like this more because you just never know what's going to happen. Like, you don't know who's going to see it. People were tagging MLB like crazy, like crazy. You know, people were like, oh, MLB, hire him at MLB. Check this out. This is awesome. I want to see more shit like this. I was like, damn, like, that's really cool, you know, and, and I'm just hoping um, maybe that the next one, they actually do see it. And, and it's funny, people were saying that they might come after me, ask me to take it down. I'm like, yo, yeah, well, come after me and take it down because that just means it's good. That just means that they saw it, they acknowledged it. And in some ways I kind of made it right. And I think that'd be really, really cool. Um, like, I don't care if my account just gets suspended or whatever. Like, that's not a big deal to me at all. <laughs> I'm not worried about that. You know, I, I'd, I'd rather build my base off of YouTube and other things, but Twitter's cool and I got a decent following there. So I'm going to put my shit out and kind of see what people think. You know, it's just a little training ground for uh, what I want to do. And ultimately, I want to build a bigger audience across the board on TikTok, on Instagram, on YouTube. But again, it's just interesting. And I thought it was just funny, you know, like there's a lot of people who kind of just go viral randomly and they don't mean to. But I think whether it's perfect timing, whether it's the content, whether it's the moment, um, a lot of things go into it. But a lot of people also chase that feeling. They chase the feeling of those likes. They chase the feeling of that. You know, I don't want to say it's acknowledgement, acceptance, um, whatever. But for some people, that's just what they chase. That's what they go after. And so if that's your after, you want uh, those likes, those retweets, um, people sharing your stuff. You got to do something that's completely different from what people are doing. And I think uh, that's that's the larger point here is you got to do something completely different. And it has to be really good. Like I'm not like I didn't love my video. I didn't think it was crazy good, but I did like it. I probably watched it like 60 times because the pacing, the way I did it, uh, it's, it's just really engaging. And that's why I'm going to use the same song, especially because part of it was the song. Part of it was the sound effects. Part of it was my actual sound bites I chose. Part of it was the clips. It was, it was everything, but still it was a good video. It's just not exactly how I wanted it to go. And I'm still going to make it a little bit different. And so with that being said, I'm going to probably put out a new one in two weeks or so to be like baseball starts in a week. Um, I'm fucking pumped about it. And just and just see kind of what the response is, because, again, there's just like a massive void here. And maybe I'll just start making baseball content, uh, at least kind of like passively, not as like a main thing. It's still not really what I want to do. Um, but if the opportunity comes, you know, and I keep getting good traction off it, why would I stop? You know, if it's just I must have got 50 or 60 followers from that video, which is cool to see um, because, you know, so many people are seeing it. So many views, so many likes and everything. Um, it's just it was cool. And that's why I would say, like, a lot of people kind of chase that feeling of going viral and being the next big thing and hoping to blow up one day. And like, I've, it's funny when I say that, like, you know, I think that blow up is coming. And, you know, and literally, I think a week later, 
I have a video just like blow up on Twitter. So um, that I mean, that's still just like a, it's a small little one. It's not anything serious yet. Um, but I did feel like it was coming. I did feel like there was things that were coming for me very soon. It's just going to take time. You know, it takes some seasoning. Um, you got to let everything simmer for a little bit to get the most out of it. But eventually, you know, it's, it's going to come to you. But I think the greater point is that if you do want to make it far, you want to make your mark, uh, you're going to have to find ways to do it a little bit differently than everybody else. Maybe in a different sector, maybe not exactly where you want to go, um, but slowly transition to eventually what you want to do. I think that's the most important part because a lot of people, what they do is they try to be the best in where they are rather than trying to just get an audience. And the reason why I mentioned all these kids on TikTok that have millions and millions of followers, again, it's important to leverage your following no matter where it is. If you have a massive following on Facebook, try and get them onto your Twitter, try and get them onto your Instagram, try and get them onto your TikTok because it's, you ultimately want to have different content on all of those pillars. The reason why you have different content is because you're tailoring it to the platform. You don't just take the same video and slap it on four different websites. You wouldn't put the same video on Facebook that you put on LinkedIn, that you put on Instagram, that you put on Twitter. Um, some of them, they can be similar, but a lot of times you want them to be a little bit different um, because you want them to fit that platform. And that's, and that's what it's all about, right? Especially when you talk about the difference between Instagram, TikTok, um, LinkedIn, Facebook, like they're all very different. They cater to different audiences. They have different um, focus groups in terms of who's on the platform. And so with that, you need to understand all that if you're going to be creating content, if you're going to be putting out content, because it's all very different. It can all be the same thing, copied and pasted to four different websites. Um, if, and for instance, I put that same video out on TikTok and I think it got like 200 views. But again, on Twitter, it got way more. And part of that is because of my following as well. Um, I only think I have like 20 or 30 followers on TikTok, but it's just, it's just different, right? It's not, it's not always going to go the way you hope. Um, but I think if you can leverage that following, and like I said, with these massive TikTok people, if you can get 50,000 onto Instagram, or you can get 50,000 on YouTube, all of a sudden you're monetized, all of a sudden you can start selling merch and you can start doing all these things, brand deals, whatever. Um, and you can do whatever you want because at, at that point, whatever got you your audience, whatever got you that fame, um, they're probably going to stick with you anyways. You know, like whether you want to change it up, they're there to see you do what you want to do. I think there's a common misconception with that. A lot of people see it as I can only do one thing. And so that's what I'm going to do. But if you actually, you know, put something out and you want to kind of transition your content, you may lose some of your subscribers. You may lose half your subscribers, but ultimately you're going to be able to do what you want to do and do create the content you want to create with an audience. And so from that standpoint, I just, I don't believe that you can't, Re, you can't kind of retail your content to a new audience or change what you want your content to be about. It doesn't mean people are going to abandon shit because a lot of the times they're just there for you. And so when you talk about wanting to build an audience in one way, and that's kind of what I'm trying to do. And then once I have that audience, I'm going to try and transition some of my content to what I want to do. But ultimately, if no one's seeing my stuff, then it doesn't matter, right? So I have to try to do my best to get that audience, people who want to see my work, no matter what it is, and from there, transition my content to do what I want to do, whether it's camera stuff, whether it's, you know, gear, whether it's vlogs, like anything. It won't matter what it is once I have that audience base of people that actually want to see my stuff. And so that's kind of where I'm at and, and why I think it's so important to find ways to be unique, um, new ways to capture a new audience. Like I said, for me, I gained a bunch of followers that are like baseball fans, like to the point where I'm in their bio. I'm like, yo, you don't even like football. You don't even know like anything about what I do. 
but you decided to follow me and that's cool. Um, so now I might, I might try and put out some more baseball content because, you know, I got some new followers that are looking for some baseball content. I got some NFL followers that are looking for baseball content. So it's all, it's all important. And I would say that it all matters and why I think everyone should care about the content they put out. Um, but it doesn't always have to be perfect. And I think, you know, me putting out that video is a very good reason as to why it doesn't have to be perfect. It can be good. It may not be the way you want it to be. Um, but don't let the idea of perfect get in the way from the product. Um, at least for me, I, like I said, I never would have expected to get 15,000 views on any video about baseball. I honestly thought me putting it out at 1230 was me just saying, fuck it. If they watch it, they watch it. If they don't, they don't, you know, you can't force it. You just can't. Um, but enough people liked it. Enough people wanted to watch it. Um, it appeared on enough people's timelines that it, it, whatever reason, it kind of blew up a little bit. And, and for that, I'm thankful. I'm, I'm grateful for everyone that shared it, commented, liked it, all that stuff. Um, because I, wa I was proud of it. Truthfully, I really was, but I do think it could be better. And that's, and, and it did push me to do another one. So I'm going to do another one. Um, I hope people really like it. And, uh, yeah, man, I just, I just wanted to kind of tap in with you guys and tell you kind of what's been going on. Um, not a whole lot for me when regards of like my own personal life. I had a job interview. It was just a pre-screening though. Um, it's funny because in the past, I think I would have tried to give the perfect answer to someone. You know, a lot of people, they come looking for certain answers. And when I did the pre-screening, I didn't feel the need to do that. I was like, I could lie. I could, you know, kind of lowball my expected salary, all these different things to try and get in the door. But I don't know. I just, I just not about that anymore. And I, and I think for me, as much as I want to do something great, do something amazing. Um, I don't necessarily want to compromise what I want to do either. And so whether it's working with whoever, um, I want to stay true to myself. I want to be honest with them. I want to, and, and in turn, be honest with myself. And so if I'm going to ask certain things of them or talk about my own services and things I provide, um, I'm not going to downplay them. I'm not going to you know, downplay how unique I think I am, how many great ideas I think I have. Um, how much value I think I can bring to a company in regards to content creation. Because there's just a lot of people that they just, they just want to have that job or maybe they just edit videos all day, but they don't have that creativity. They're not out here making things that people actually really want to watch. They're just trying to kind of get the job done. And I sort of got that feel from this place. You know, they weren't really, they, they talk about trying to be different, having that Google unique environment. Um, and I, and I was really intrigued by the owner cause the owner, I guess has some podcast that's really successful and that's cool. Um, and so I wanted to talk to him about that, just kind of see like how that started and, and where, and how that's been going. I'm gonna listen to it. It sounded fine. I think I could put out a better podcast myself in terms of just like audio quality, but again, I don't have the audience. And so the audience is everything. If you can garner that audience, then that is what is ultimately going to push all of your businesses forward. No matter how many ventures you have. You're going to have people that follow you no matter where you go because you started to build that audience slowly and surely and just build that up. And again, you know, I, I didn't get uh, a follow up interview with the owner. Um, and that was cool. You know, I honestly, I didn't I didn't really think anything about it because at the end of the day, I was truthful in my answers. And whether it was, you know, boisterous or um, not very humble in my abilities, uh, you know, I said I was really unique. I said, I think I bring a lot of great ideas to the table. And I've been told that by a lot of people. They say, you know, I don't want to say as far as like I'm just built different, but I, I truly, like truly, truly believe that I am. 
and I and I want to inspire people to be like that. Like I've taken a very non-conventional route for a lot of my life. And it's not to say that I'm like super well off or anything. Y'all who listen, no, I am not. I am very fortunate to be in my position um because of my family, but it's not by any means because of me. And so I but I think it's important as well that I have this unique position um and so I'm kind of afforded that flexibility. But at least for me, I, I know that I do I know that I do bring a lot to the table. Um and I and I do wanna find do my best at least to try and find a position that won't stifle me in that sense and will allow my creativity to shine through. Um because once people actually you know, interact with me, learn more about me. Then they see how much untapped ability I kind of have. And I think that until someone is willing to take that shot on me, I don't want to just show that to them, you know? Like, I don't want to just let them know that I have this ability without them knowing it themselves. Because anyone can just hire someone to do a job. Um, but I think that you're hiring me to elevate things at another level that uh, most people just won't do and part of it's just because I'm hardworking. part of it is because I want like the best product possible um when someone brings me an idea and they say keep it simple that's like one of the hardest things for me to do like I just I always want to take something further than it is I always want to do something more than everyone else is doing um because again I don't I don't compare myself to the Joe Schmo content creators. I literally just compare myself to the absolute best. Like, what would I do if I knew this person was watching this? What would I do if I knew this person was watching this YouTube or whatever? And that's where I think my drive to be better always comes from, is that I'm, I'm waiting for that one shot, whether it's an MLB hype video, whether it's a YouTube video, whether it's whatever. Um, I'm hoping that maybe one day someone that I really want to see my content. We'll see it. And, you know, just again, give me a little thumbs up. Say, yo, bro, that was dope. And that and that for me is enough. Honestly, it really is. Um, that's fulfilling enough. Um, I think that'd be really cool. But I think that's what also drives me to do better than a lot of people. And so with that being said, um, I just want to kind of tell that story of how I went viral. Some of the things have been going on in my life. And, um, you know, just give you guys a little bit of update. And again, this is Monday morning, man. It's time to go after it, that Motivation Monday. I hope I motivated all you guys to go after it today. I hope you guys have an amazing day, and I'll see you guys next week for sure. For sure, I'll be back next week. Um, I want to get back more on the podcast game because it's fun. I like talking to y'all, and uh, I hope you guys have an amazing day, an amazing week. Get after it. Motivational Monday, man. Push yourselves to the limit. Get shit done. Prepare yourself for the week, and I'll see you guys next week. <laughs>